When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, my first guest tonight is an actor and one bad Monday to Friday. Please welcome back to The Late Show, Samuel L. Jackson. Mr. Samuel L. Jackson, um, it's lovely to see you again. Thank you. So lovely to be able to come back and do this again. In person. We saw Zoom over a year ago was the last time we were together. This is so much nicer. Yeah, it is. Yeah, there's something ineffable, some micronutrient that gets passed and forth between two people when you're together. Well, you know, it's the whole kind of reason I'm here in New York and being back in front of a live audience and having the whole live thing happening. It's, like, kind of awesome again. Yeah. How long... For those out there who don't know yet... Those are not there. You are starring in The Piano Lesson, written by the great August Wilson. Previews. Previews uh, started last week. How are you feeling about being back on Broadway? Oh, it's, uh, it's amazingly energizing. I've forgotten. Um, How long had it been? I think maybe seven years or so. Mm-hmm. Last time I was on Broadway, I was doing a play called The Mountaintop with Angela Bassett right mm-hmm. before I did Django. Mm-hmm. So, uh, mm-hmm. I literally, I literally went from being Martin Luther King to being Stephen, the most hated Negro in cinematic history, <laughs> uh, after playing Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. And, uh, being back on Broadway, you forget. I mean, I started here, I pounded the pavement, I did plays all the time, and you forget how energizing and how you look forward every night to meeting all these new people and their energy and what that does for you. When and you, you have that opportunity to make that connection in a different way and to express the character in a different way? Um, well, I'm playing a different character in this play. I originated this character 30-some years ago well, uh, at Yale. Here we go. Um, you were yeah. in this play. You, you played... I played Boy Willie. Okay. And John David Washington is playing that character now. Mm-hmm. And the character that I'm playing now is this character, Doker, who was played by uh, Carl, uh, who was a really good friend of mine at the time. So this uh, is 1987. Oh, yeah. Long up time at, ago. Up at Yale <laughs> Long time ago. Now, uh, this was, was this play still in development? Was August Wilson there working on the play with y'all? Yes, we were. Uh, he would come in with new pages on sort of a daily basis. Uh, and we On would... a daily basis, and you performed those pages that night? When we started previews, we did. When we were in, in rehearsal, he would write big speeches and cut stuff and then yeah. take them back and do things. But then when we started previews at Yale, yes, he would come in with new pages during the day, and we would rehearse them and learn them and do them that night. 
Uh -huh. Which is kind of what we're doing now, but we're not learning new things, but we're still rehearsing because we're in previews, which means we got to go to rehearsal all day and then we got to do a show at night. So we're doing twice as many shows as we're going to do when the show actually opens. So what I, was his I, process like? Because he's, he's one of the greats of American theater, of world theater. What, what was that like to work with him? Well, you, you talk about the characters during the day, and Lloyd Richards was directing it, who was the head of the drama department at Yale when we were doing it. Uh, so we developed the characters. We talked about them. We talked about the things that, you know, they wanted, what Boy Willie's goals were. That was, that was my character. Mm -hmm. uh, and what was going on in the play, what the piano lesson actually was and what it meant. Uh, and that was before we knew anything about, you know, uh, generational wealth or started talking about it as that and mm -hmm. what the play actually means in terms of taking an heirloom or something of value that belongs to a family and turning it into something that's going to help the family down the line. Uh, and if one person wants to keep it, another person wants to sell it to do that, who's right, who's wrong? So mm -hmm. that's the conundrum of the play. As you do this play, do you think back to that young man who was doing it in 1987? Like, do you, have, do, you, do, you, do you approach a role differently than he did? Yeah, I do. Um, different character, different goals. <laughs> Definitely different director. Uh, who, uh... Well, for the for people there who don't know, your director <laughs> is an acclaimed actor, the first woman to direct an August Wilson play on Broadway. She just happens to be your wife, Latanya Richardson-Jackson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Is that... What's it like? What's it like to be... Is this the first time you've been directed by your wife, or has she directed yes. you before? Well, in the theater, yes. <laughs> There's not, a lot of directing. Yeah, not the first time I've been directed by, but yeah, on stage, yeah, for sure. Um, it's um, it's 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 an interesting challenge sometimes, um, you know, because I've been doing it for a while. She's always been an actor. She's always been in the theater since she was a child, mm -hmm. and uh, she is very. Um, she's a perfectionist of sorts, mm -hmm. uh, and she's. Um, as hard-headed as I am about certain things. Mm -hmm. uh, and she's an actress, which is kind of fun because, you know, most directors sit there and they talk to you about, you know, could you, could you possibly, you know, do so-and-so and so-and-so? And, so? and she'll start to act. And you're kind of sitting there going... <laughs> you know, because no actor wants somebody telling them how to act, you know, or... And you go, you're acting. She's like, no, I'm not. You look at the other actors, and they kind of go, yeah, you're acting. Yeah. Um, but she, um, she has a vision that's amazing for this play. I've seen this play a lot, and it's never been done this way. She's the first person to approach the play from this place that she wants to do it. And it's about the piano, and it's about this thing, it's about these people, but she's always insisted it was a ghost story, and she's made it one. Wow. And it's kind of great. So if you get a chance to see it, please come see it. Uh, yeah. Can y'all leave that? Can you leave the work at the office, or does it follow y'all home? Uh, right now, it's following us home because it's all day. You know, sure. so we talk about theater. what happened at rehearsal, or she'll tell me what I need to do to facilitate somebody doing something else mm -hmm. or to stop doing this other thing that she doesn't like me doing. Uh, here, here y'all are together, right yeah. there. How long have y'all been married? Uh, we've been married, what's this, 22, uh, 42 years. We got married 42 years. 
Yeah. That's nice. But but we lived together 10 years before we got married. You lived together for 10, so you've been together so for 52, 52 years, years. really. Yeah. yeah. Here's, a, here's a shot of y'all. Oh, uh, yeah. This is bad. That is a great that's shot. That's the beginning. That's, that's, that's back in college. Yeah. 1972. Did you guys meet in class? Where, where, where do y'all where do you meet? <laughs> um, well, the first time I saw her was actually, I was on a plane uh, going to Memphis to march with the garbage workers the day after Martin Luther King was killed. Uh, we were on a plane uh, that Robert Cope and Bill Cosby rented to take these students to march with the garbage workers. So mm -hmm. I saw her on the plane and was like, wow, who's that? And then I didn't see her again for about six months or so after uh, we locked the trustees in a building on the campus and she was in that room. She was in there, oh, you too. Take over. You so take she was there, too. We took over, yeah, trustee meeting. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I didn't see her again for like two years because I got kicked out of school and she didn't. And <laughs> when I came back to school, I mm -hmm. went to register for the drama department and she was trying to sneak a production book in the uh, professor's office and he was looking out the window talking to me and she stuck it on the thing and I saw her and she was. She snuck out of the room, and he turned around and grabbed it and put a big F on it. And then I saw her that night at the rehearsal for the first time, and we kind of been together ever since. Yeah. That's lovely. Yeah. That's lovely. We have to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Samuel L. Jackson. Stick around, everybody. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be, because Survivor 46 is here, and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand-new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Divya Daris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Enjoying this episode of The Late Show Pod Show? Then head to cohst.app slash late show or visit the link in the description to fill out our quick two-minute survey all about getting to know you. The, the, as you said, the, the, the actor who is playing the, your original part, mm -hmm. who um, he's John David Washington. Yes. And um, what's it like to watch him do this part that, that you did back then? And do you give him any advice? Any notes at all? First thing was, I was instructed never talk to John David about Boy Willie. So I've never had a conversation with him about that character. Do you think he would like it? Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Way back when, well, we've been trying to do this play, this is like two and a half years. Mm -hmm. So when COVID happened, we couldn't do it. It was supposed to happen two and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. So we've been walking around with it for two and a half years. So in that two and a half years, she was always said, do not talk to John David about this play. Because <laughs> uh, John David, well, John David, for those of you who don't know, is Denzel's son. And I've known him since he was a kid. And they're part of our family. We're all, you know, it's one big family together. Uh, and watching him come into this show is amazing because, you know, there are a lot of steps to go through sometimes to get to where we got. Mm -hmm. Denzel pounded the pavement with me, and we did mm -hmm. plays together. We did soldiers play together for years. And uh, John David kind of missed that step because he got to be a cinema actor. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's doing this big, giant part because Boy Willie is the engine that drives this play. Mm -hmm. uh, to watch him come into it and to be brave enough to step into something, a job that's this enormous in this kind of forum. I mean, Broadway is like, you know, there's some people who bought brand new pencils to say things about him <laughs> when they get a chance to say it. Uh, now, the fact that you're not supposed to say anything about this part hmm. or this play to him, and you're saying it on TV, and he might be watching right now. Are you breaking the rule? No, no, right no, now? no, no. I'm not telling him how to do it. I'm not telling him what 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 Boy Willie's intentions are, or you know, at this point in the play, you're supposed to be like, nah, 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 nah. and in this part of the play, you do this. But to sit there and watch him, uh, I did Boy Willie a specific way because I was directed to do it that way. He's being directed to do Boy Willie another way, and to sit there and watch it is kind of breathtaking at times because I say, I never thought to do that. Mm. You know, I never thought to try that. And she has him doing something that's spectacularly moving mm. and touching in a way that I didn't do it, you know? And I love watching that. I love watching his growth from the first day we stepped in the rehearsal room and moving around that room and being comfortable with the actors and having that many words to say, when and if you have an opportunity to see this play, this character talks the whole play, the whole, whole, whole play. And I remember when I did it, by the time my character said to him, boy, will you shut up? The audience just, just yeah, please. Because <laughs> it was that kind of play. Uh, but when I say it to him in this play, you know, the audience is really like, oh, my God. You know, they're like... They love him so much because they believe what he wants and what he's doing. And I believe it. And I'm moved by it. And I'm sitting there just like, this is a great play to do every night. I'm sitting there enjoying the play and, you know, hoping that it's like, oh, 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 no, did I miss my line? I'm sitting, <laughs> I'm sitting there watching you, it. You become a spectator. Oh, my God, it gets quiet. And you I've go, done that. I've done that. Is it me? <laughs> I've done that before. I've been on stage going, this is going really well. Yeah. Yeah, and then it gets quiet, and you go, oh, oh wait a minute. <laughs> you ever fall asleep on stage? Not on stage. I've fallen asleep doing a movie. Well, camera's rolling in your sleep. Well, when I'm doing off-camera for the other actor. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> and it gets kind of like, wow, is this as good as he gonna be? <laughs> Thank you for being here. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives.
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions and you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.